time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Why on earth do we make it so difficult when it can be so easy. Why on earth do we make ourselves jump through hoops and earn things and work hard to prove something when none of that is actually required? And why on earth would we do that with ourselves, for ourselves, where nothing else is involved? (laughs) No one else is here. It's just you and you and me and me. Let's talk about this, okay? So I want to normalize on today's episode your bizarre habit of beating yourself up and feeling like you need to earn love and acceptance from yourself. Dear listener, self-love is not something you earn. It is not. If you are trying to earn it, if you are trying to prove something, this is not love. So I will be the tough love bearer of that news. This is not love what you're doing. If you are checking off your self-care checklist, making sure that you're doing all these things, you know, going off, feeling so good about yourself and being like there, wow, I'm really, I'm really loving myself. Look at the proof. Ooh, look at the proof that I love myself. Look at this. I woke up at this time. I slept well. I'm working on something that's just for me. I set a boundary. I drank warm water with lemon, whatever. All this kind of stuff you're doing and you're like, this is proof now that I love myself. I had So therefore I had a, oh, I had a good day. Look at all of the judgment involved in this. I want to tell you that if this is what you're doing, this is a trap <laughs> because what happens on the days When you don't do any of those things, what happens on the days when you are kind of a shit person? Like when you're mean, (laughs) when you're snapping at your loved ones, when you're projecting, when you are gossiping about something you have no business talking about and you know it, but you just can't help yourself. When you undersleep, when you stay up way past the time that it feels comfortable, when you just lay around in like a terrible posture and your back hurts and you're not doing your physio and you're just complaining like you have a day where you can't check any of those things off that list that great oh look at me I'm doing such good self-care you can't check that list off if your self-love is conditional you can't (laughs) be loved on these days on the days when you need it most these are the days you will need it most the days when you're kind of garbage And you're a human being, so you're going to be. You're going to make bad choices, right? Because you're not perfect. This is not about whether or not you deserve love, right? 
So we make it so hard. We make ourselves have to work for it, earn it, but be careful because when you really need that love, it can't have conditions. You can't be like, oh, I didn't do this thing. I didn't get my eight hours. I didn't, oh, I did something for someone else, but not for my true passion. So therefore it must be proof I don't love myself. Uh Uh-uh. That's not how it works. You are so much closer than it thinks than you think. You don't have to earn. You don't have to do. You just have to allow yourself to consider that you can be loved, that you are lovable as you are today. I know this is difficult because you're like, well, Danette, I can't just do this every day and still be a lovable person. Uh, why not? Why the fuck not? And if you withhold love from yourself based on whatever criteria you've got going on, how is that going to help you on a practical? Let me appeal to the part of you that just wants to be like more productive. You want, you want to be a better person, whatever these things are. Okay. I can tell you a lack of love, a lack of compassion that doesn't help you get there. So even on the most practical part, you withholding love, you making it conditional, you making yourself work for it, that doesn't actually work. This podcast is brought to you by Alison Tarr at techcoven.com and Tech Coven on YouTube. And uh, if I was chatting with Allison about this particular kind of vibe, I would be thinking, I think like the eight of swords, I would say I'm having like an eight of swords day. <laughs> if I'm driving myself a little like into some kind of like madness and some kind of victimhood with my own thoughts, I would say, Ugh, you know, girl, this is like, I'm like in full eight of swords mode. <laughs> so maybe some of you uh, are familiar with this card. And for those of you who aren't, depending on the artwork, but in the traditional decks, you will see a person who is bound, who is blindfolded, who is standing in a little puddle of water. And they are surrounded by swords, by these eight swords all around them. So it's this feeling of being trapped, but also it's this illusion of being trapped because if you just shimmied out <laughs> of these ropes, if you just took a step to the right or to the left, if you just dropped the blindfold for a second, you would see that you have everything you need to cut this rope open, to get out of the puddle of water that you're standing in, to be able to assess your surroundings, right? The funny thing about that little puddle is that, you know, if you're blindfolded and standing in this puddle, you might feel and go, I'm standing in water. I am in water. I'm surrounded by water. See how quickly your mind will just fill in the blanks. But in fact, what if that water was just, just slightly, slightly (laughs) larger than like the little circle, the little spot your feet are standing in? And the entire landscape was different, right? This is when we can get into like thinking, oh, I always, I never, like this is all this all the time. That's that your feet in the water and you're just imagining that you're in a lake when in fact, no, you're in a puddle. Have I mentioned before on this podcast um, how much I enjoyed watching Three's Company as a child? (laughs) And uh, there was this one episode where um, I believe it's Jack Jack or Larry, I don't remember. Um, One of them is in some kind of rowboat trying to have this romantic moment 
I'm going to assume it's Jack, and he can't swim. And so he's terrified of the water and falls out of the boat at some point and immediately starts panicking. So flash, like thrashing, flailing, limbs everywhere, water everywhere. And the person in the boat is like, just stand up. They're not trying to save him. (laughs) They're kind of looking like a little over it. And they're like, just stand up. And when he stands up, he realizes that the water, in fact, is not killing him and he's not drowning he's he can stand up and the water I think comes to like maybe like mid shin okay <laughs> so this is a, a three's company moment a, an eight of perhaps an eight of swords moment amongst other possible cards <laughs> but this is like you know you have the key in your pocket but you're tugging on the door you are making up that you know you are a victim here and that you need to be saved you need to be saved like jack you need to be saved like this person tied up in the eight of swords you need someone else to open the door for you you need something something outside of you to come in when in fact you have everything you need right the eight of swords she's got everything she needs jack he had everything he needed and you have the key in your pocket to a doorway, to a wonderful relationship with yourself, right? You don't need someone else to give it to you. You don't need another relationship to give it to you. You don't need someone to complete you. And even if you kind of know that already, but you're still pushing, pulling, getting an ax to chop the door down, maybe it doesn't have to be that hard. Maybe the door um, isn't even locked at all. Right? And you're just really feeling the need to show and to prove and to work for it. But what if you don't have to, dear listener? What if you don't have to work for it at all? What if the work is you just distracting yourself? You know, maybe there are like that key is like buzzing a little nice feeling in your pocket. But and you kind of know it's there. But you're just like, you know leaving it on red you're like you're it's calling and you are not answering you're like putting the phone on silent being like it couldn't possibly does this sound familiar well yeah but it can't be that easy because why you know would that make you really feel something about how you've been behaving up to this point what if it was so much easier and what if you could put all this work down What if you could stop jumping through hoops to prove? What if you were just lovable now? What if you could just listen to yourself now? Now, while on one hand, yes, you have the key. And yes, you are right there. And yes, you are closer than you think. But you might be like, oh, but Danette, I just don't do it. I just don't do it when it's for me. (laughs) And I want to also normalize this. You may have heard me speak of Gretchen Rubin's work. Gretchen Rubin wrote a book called The Four Tendencies, amongst other books. This was what she found, what that, you know, people will respond differently to inner and outer expectations. She found this when she was researching happiness, and happiness led her to thinking about habits because so much of it was tied to our habits. And, um, and then she realized that some people respond very highly to external prompts, external accountability, and some people respond to inner accountability some people respond well to both and some people rebel against both so the 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 one there's the four tendencies um 
They are upholder, obliger, questioner, and rebel. But I'm going to tell you about the obliger because the obliger is 41% of the population, according to her research, 41% out of four different types. Okay, so we're looking at almost half the people. And this group of people don't respond well to inner accountability. They respond well to outer accountability, which makes perfect sense, which is why we have gyms with memberships where you're paying, which is why we have classes, which is why we have, you know, running buddies and groups, right? Because if we have to show up for the group, like how many of you would read if you weren't in a book club, right? And how many of you would, you know, do your fitness routine if you were just going to like do it alone on the floor in your living room, right? Some of you would, and 40% of, <laughs> 41% of people will definitely do it if they're doing it with a friend, if they have paid for it, if someone is holding their feet, they will do the sit-up, but they will not do the sit-up without someone holding their feet, right? Um, so I used this metaphor in a recent newsletter. If you are on my reading list, you will have gotten this newsletter um, that sometimes we do just need someone to hold our feet and that's okay, right? That's 41% of the population. You're not bad at it, right? But we can really beat ourselves up for not having willpower, for thinking like, oh my God, I have to pay this trainer to hold my feet when I could just be doing sit-ups at home on the carpet and saving all this money and time, driving and doing all this stuff. For some reason, I can't. It can be really frustrating, but there's nothing wrong with you, right? There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with the way you work. There's nothing wrong with needing help. You don't have a willpower problem, right? You might just respond really well to getting support, to accountability, grounding, perspective from someone else, from someone who really wants you to succeed, right? Nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, that's my job as a coach. I am like, you know, holding the feet of your soul <laughs> while you do the work. I'm not doing the work for you. I am holding you firmly there. I am keeping you accountable to yourself. I am allowing you the experience of your own strength that you can access with someone with loving hands holding your feet in place, right? So please let yourself off the hook. If you ever thought you had terrible willpower, if you ever thought that this was something that you shouldn't need, that you shouldn't need support, that is bullshit. That is kind of nonsense. You are human. You are wonderful. You are someone worth loving. Right. And this is why I had such a wonderful time. If you were there, thank you for coming. A workshop that was just for my readers, where we explored our relationship with ourselves. I called it self love matchmaking, where I am a self love matchmaker helping you find basically you. <laughs> we're not looking around outside of ourselves. I'm just helping you get with you and see how this actually is a wonderful match. And in fact, actually, you're so much closer than you think. It's not out there. It's with you, helping you see that. I loved it so much that I would like to offer it to people who are not on my reading list. So that date, if you are listening to this before August 4th, uh, before August 3rd, 
um, head on over to RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com slash shop. You will find this workshop, Self-Love Matchmaking. You'll find it there. Come and join me. You're familiar with my voice. You know that this feels good. You know I'm not going to force you to do things you don't want to do. And I would love the opportunity to introduce you to you and help you move from one relationship status with yourself that maybe is kind of kind of not doing it for you. Maybe you don't even feel like you're in a relationship with yourself at all. Help me bring you some hope, some playfulness, and show you that in fact, you got something really great right there, right with you. You have the key to this relationship. It's a lot of fun. I will guide you. It's only one hour long and I will prompt you. It's a writing workshop. Um, you're not going to be forced to share any of the writing, um, but it's a, it's a wonderful thing to be doing with a group. We had so much fun. So I hope that you will join me also. That's August 4th. Go to RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com slash shop. Just head on over to the shop. And if you already know, you've been a longtime listener and you're like, I know I need someone to hold my feet. I want to take my relationship with myself to the next level. I want to spend a year of engagement. I want to change the way I'm making all of my decisions. I want to be married to me. Well, if you go to the self-marriage tab on the website, or I've made it easy for you, just go to theartofselfmarriage.com. Theartofselfmarriage.com shows you everything about my new year-long group coaching program. It is amazing. I am so excited to bring this to you. A year of being in relationship with yourself at the pace where you feel most loved with regular support from me three times a month. It is a creative way to do this. It is not just for women who want to wear a flower crown and reclaim something. Although if that's you, you are very welcome here. But uh, it's a little different than anything else you may have seen before. So even if you're just curious, head over to theartofselfmarriage.com. I hope to see you. I hope to see your faces in our Zoom workshop, August 4th, Self-Love Matchmaking. Again, just go to the shop and RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. Isn't it time? It's right there. Isn't it time you just, you know, answered the text? <laughs> Stop ghosting yourself. It's a lot easier than you think, and it's actually pretty fun. Dear listener, you are normal. You are human. You need support to do the things that you know seem so simple. You and 41% of all other people, so... Yes, you deserve that. Set yourself up for success. You are someone worth loving. And it all starts with you. Take good care of yourselves. And I'll talk to you soon.